sure, Rios. That's great evidence. Uh, uh, I'm sure you didn't just sneak up on Mr. Gonzalez while he and was sleeping. And rubbed this on his scrotum. Clearly, you did. You rubbed 16 baggies against his ball sack. Filled him ball sack smelling baggies with cocaine. From the smallest room in New York City comes the show that gives you a reason this to live. such an informative show. A&C trains interrupted by larceny. Copper wire filched from the MTA tracks. Purloining larceners like mischievous raccoons stripped 500 feet of the essential wire from power cables that feed the hot third rail. These people endangered their own lives by stealing these cables and could easily have been electrocuted. The heist was discovered when 150 Manhattan-bound passengers were stranded on an A-train which lost power north of the Howard Beach station. Who cares about them? While many passengers were inconvenienced as trains needed during rush hour were stranded in the Rockaway Park train yard. I can't imagine how pathetically desperate of a criminal one would have to be to think that inconveniencing thousands to get a quick buck would be a good idea. Hey, if anyone knows about inconveniencing thousands, it's the MTA. It's upsetting to the MTA because they generally have a monopoly on inconveniencing subway riders. Not for a quick buck, though. No, MTA policy forbids doing anything quick. But also, the MTA does not profit off of passenger inconvenience. They don't make a dime on it. When you pay your fare, that's for the ride only. The inconvenience is always free of charge. The MTA. The inconvenience is on us. Joining me now, uh, Hank Gallo. How you doing, Hank? I'm good, Pat. How are you? I'm all right. You know, the MTA, they provide inconvenience to passengers every day. And if you look at the breakdown of your uh, $2.75 fare, no part of that is a fee for the inconvenience you encountered. That is damn nice of It them. is. You know, it's, provi- it's a simple discourtesy yeah. provided by the MTA. The, 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 do you, I don't know how long you've been riding the subway. I know you don't ride the subway much now, do you? No, I don't. Well, you, you used to, though, right? Oh, yeah. Are you, uh, uh, Hank Gallo, former writer for uh, the uh, Daily News for a number of years, copy boy in the beginning, when, uh, when uh, Bresler's note from a Son of Sam... Yes, and uh, so you, you, you're, 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 and I have an alibi. I might need it. <laughs> Your journalism pedigree is is in order. So you were riding a, the subway then. You know, in 1904, a subway was five cents, and then it was 44 years before the first price increase to 10 wow. cents, doubled. But that's not too bad. 44 years, no increase. Yes, I, I, I was riding in the 10 cent era. Yeah. <laughs> that's when I began riding the subway. Okay. That's, that's it was a, the late 50s. The late 50s, and it was still a dime. And then I believe it went to 15 cents sometime in the 60s. And then all hell broke loose. Oh, my God. Then all the people moved out of New York. 2005, a 30-day Metro card, $76. Now it's 116 a mere 10 years later. Uh, well, you know, it's, it's enough to make you want to steal copper wire. An NYPD boss spent $60,000 to set up a Zumba studio at police headquarters. Well, Commissioner Bill Bratton was unhappy, to say the least. It Can't imagine why. The least, uh, it was, it's the latest Lucy-esque harebrained scheme from Deputy Commissioner of Personnel Michael Julian. He paid sixty grand to have workers install workout mats and flat-screen TVs in basement room 566, according to the Post. How much longer do we have to say flat-screen TVs, by the way? 
Um, uh, probably a week. Yeah. After that, they'll all be flat screen. It TVs. seems like I, I haven't seen a non-flat screen TV for sale in a while. Maybe you know I stay in a lot of hotels where the that TVs means aren't you flat don't screened. have older rel- relatives. Right. <laughs> well, the uh, this is the same Michael Julian who lost his post in charge of training earlier this year. He suggested spraying baby oil on protesters. Uh, who locked arms to make them slide apart. He was against trying to trade in the cops. Well, why don't we do that? I don't know. Bratton seems to have a problem with anybody who thinks outside the box. Yeah. <laughs> and this guy certainly thinks way outside the box. I think I think it's a matter of how far outside the box are you. He, he also yeah. bought 10,000 mints to, to disperse to police officers to eat when they feel the need to curse. Uh, hey, you don't have to agree with it. That does it for me. You know what? Respect Michael Julian's vision for NYPD. With sweet breath and sweet Latin dance moves, a police force armed with baby oil. If you have a baby that squeaks when you open it, an officer could oil your baby. I don't know. It's not for oil and babies. They, they call it that because it's made from made from babies, I think. Yes, it's the oil. Oh, man. <laughs> oil of baby. Yes. In Queens, an old person crashed her Mercedes SUV through the facade of a Pathway grocery store in Flushing. In what could accurately be termed a senior moment, the 72-year-old woman stepped on the gas instead of the brake. Well, we all fear that, don't we? It's like when you set an alarm and you, and you mean to set it for a.m., and you set it for PM. And then next thing you know, you're killing numerous people. <laughs> There's more injuries and property damage with the gas thing. Grandma Moses uh, plowed through the self-checkout machines. That's satisfying, at least. Yeah. I'm not big on the self. Do you, do you ever self-checkout? Oh, yeah. Sometimes you have to. Yeah, sometimes it's like it's you, you do it, and it's, it's not as bad as you'd think. It's almost better than talking to a person. Yes, uh, but then, of course, it does become frustrating when you have to scan the same item 43 times before yeah. it actually goes bing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it wants to put it in the bag. Like, I don't want it in the bag. I want it in my pocket. Yeah. It's lifesavers. Yeah. I'm you know? carrying it. <laughs> Shut up. Well, uh, now, they didn't report this woman's name in story. Now, uh, as somebody who's a veteran of you know newspapers, uh, it, does that have anything to do with the fact that she was driving such a nice vehicle? <laughs> no, I don't think so. That there's money there? I mean, you know. Well, she, trust me. It, 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 if she had stolen it, they would have printed her name. <laughs> of course. They're probably just, for some reason, they haven't released the name. I don't know why. It's not like she's a rape victim. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. And she did. Yet. And she, her car did go through uh, the glass windows into the store. Hitting five people. So, therefore, she is the uh, perp, as we might want to say. She is a perp. She's a perp. Yeah, and she's uh, and she's, but she's not. A, she's actually not charged in it. And I think she said, uh, "Oops," and they're like, "Oh no, it's just, she was an accident there." Well, uh, she came to a stop. It says after slamming into a giant display of apples, ah, which which gives it a nice uh, theatrical kind of close, you know. Sure, and it's very New York. Oh yeah, <laughs> it is. she hit the apples. Hey, the big. Oh, apple. maybe that's why her name was not released because now that it will be a civil case, it will go to the insurance companies. If she was not arrested, mm-hmm. she was not charged, then uh, it's a privacy matter. Wow. And they could not release her name. How do you like them apples? Well, uh, she, it, it, she, do you remember the Red Delicious apple about speaking of apples? Yes, I do. When's the last time you were fooled by that tricky Red Delicious? Um, 
It's been years. Yeah. It's been years because, you know, when you discover the Granny Smith or the Macintosh. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm on to the, I'm on past the you Fuji find into out the galas That's now. when you uh, really, really find out that the delicious is something of a misnomer. Oh, boy, is it ever, yeah. Yes. Red, fine. Delicious, never. It's got a, th- it's, th- its skin is so thick. I find it, uh, the taste uh, somewhat bland. Not only bland. But uh, mealy, yeah. You, know, you need a nice refrigerated uh, gala apple. I can I can eat them. You know? So big and red and pretty. The five victims were seriously injured. Police are withholding the identity of the presumably well-to-do old bat. During a couple, did they identify her as an old? They bat? did. That was what they said. The cops. Huh. Said she, <laughs> she was described as an old. I think old bat was in the headline during a couple's trip kayaking. A woman murdered her fiancé. Allegedly. Well, yeah. Boy, did that guy ever dodge a bullet, though. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) you imagine being married to a cunt like that? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. She did him a favor. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, This was, uh, they found his body last Saturday after a month uh, of uh, laying in the Hudson. It's apparently uh, apparently drowned there. Uh, police dragged up the body. 46-year-old Vincent Viafore pulled him out of the Hudson. Uh, the luckiest dead man alive. Narrowly escaped a life sentence with a six-toed Latvian expat presumed horsehead. Prosecutors say 35-year-old Angelica Groswald, which I think if you rearrange uh, the letters of uh, Groswald, you can get sinking kayak... Uh, she yanked the drain plug of her uh, betrothed kayak in a stupid little boat filled with water and capsized into the 40-degree, uh, filthy, muddy Hudson River as her fiancé struggled to keep his head above the surface. Uh, she pushed his paddle out of his reach. You know? <laughs> How do they know that? Yeah, I think she... Because uh, if there was a third person there who said, I saw her push the paddle away from him... Why didn't that person save the guy? Well, she's a horse head, and uh, I don't know about the... Uh, no, I don't think the, <laughs> there wasn't a third person. There might have been witnesses. Who, I think there were witnesses who said she didn't call right away. She waited yeah. a while before she called, and it Well, you really like, do want to get yourself together. It sounds like at first she was... She had said, like... She made a, lot, a number of statements right away when she was arrested. Sure, and it's very New York. So the prosecutors say she, she pushed his paddle... Out of his reach. Shit's Creek bop. <laughs> but hey, ho, let's face it. It serves him right for kayaking. I have to agree with you. You know, I mean, didn't you always resist? You, you have a wife, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, and, and does she want to do shit like that? Oh, God, no. Oh, good. That's good. Maybe she's a soulmate or something. <laughs> well, you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> I never want to do shit like uh, kayaking, you know? I mean, it just seems like such a... that That's one thing that, that like... It's one of those things people say they want to do, they love to do, but it just doesn't seem safe if you don't know what the hell you're doing. It sounds better on paper. Let's face it. I mean, otherwise you're kneeling in like a cork. Yeah. (laughs) And you're paddling in the middle middle of a very, very deep river. This does not usually have a happy ending. No. What's the best thing that could happen? I live. Yes. And I'm sore. I have to agree with you. You know? Well, he, uh, he apparently drowned it. In the uh, cold, bacteria-laden water of the Muddy Hudson, effectively ending his midlife crisis. There you go. Well, at least there's that. Prosecutors want her for second-degree murder. They say she admitted to tampering with his kayak and later confessed, quote, it felt good knowing he would die. 
I can't imagine anybody saying that to the police. <laughs> it would certainly flag you as a suspect. It certainly would, wouldn't it? It would tend to arouse their suspicion. But, but I am suspecting <laughs> that perhaps you say that she is Latvian. She's, she's uh, yeah, six-toed yeah. horse head. Now, is that three on each foot, or is that six toes on one foot? It's six on one foot and six on the other. My God. That's that's the lot. Already it's wrong. Yeah, so uh, so what do you suspect? What do you, what do you think? Is that perhaps there is a language problem here uh-huh. that she said something. She meant to say uh, it did not feel good knowing he yes. would die. and... They couldn't understand her with her accent, so that's what they wrote down. Wow. That's okay. That sounds like a defense. Oh, I'm sure it will be. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to have the she's misunderstood defense. Yeah, I'm sure her I'm sure her accent's gonna get a lot more pronounced in the near future. Oh yes. But being happy By the time she goes to trial, she won't even speak any English. <laughs> being happy about someone's death doesn't necessarily mean you killed him, though. No, we were all happy when Hitler bought it. Yeah. yeah. None of us killed him. No. Yeah, well, uh, she's being held now on $3 million bail. Uh, <laughs> Talk about be- I, That sounds like a little bit of overkill. Yeah. You think so? She's, a, I would say, a big flight Where risk. Where would she get the three, <laughs> bil- the $3 million? Why not just a million? She wouldn't be able to raise that either. Yeah, I guess that's true. And they're saying that she did it for his life insurance. Yeah, a quarter of a, a quarter of a million dollar life insurance, which yeah. doesn't go very far no. anymore. <laughs> well, when you're Latvian, you're like that buys a lot of fish. I bring two relatives back. Yeah. <laughs> in Forest Hills, hardly anything occurs. Someone left a dead baby in the park. <laughs> a ten week old baby identified Zoe Kaplan, whose family lives on Dartmouth Street in Queens. I have to agree. The with paper you. says the cause of death so far unknown, but. The mother told the police the baby started choking after throwing up. Hey, I think I might know the cause of death. <laughs> Looks like the baby's choking. What, should we just leave her here? Okay. That's great. The house was cluttered enough. Why not leave her in the park? That's a great... That's great parenting. Well, who comes up with that solution? Well, there's all... It's, like it's a thin line between neglect and tough love. Yes. <laughs> That baby will be taught a lesson. You can always tell the babies, uh, or the parents, rather, who didn't read a lot of books. Yeah. Yeah. Now, did she choke at home, or did she choke in the park? I think that she was uh, in the park, and then she was choking in the park. You know? I think they were at the park. I don't think that they brought her to the park and just ditched her. That's what I'm asking. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, you know, some of the, the way I extrapolate it, they're at the park, and the, and the baby is, uh, you know, maybe it's doing... You know how babies sometimes will, like, eat grass... So this is like if you brought a cooler filled with soft drinks Mm -hmm. to the park and it was heavy Mm. carrying it there and then you drain all the ice out of it Mm. when you're leaving to make it lighter on your way home. So I guess it was easier to leave the baby there. Yeah. Like a, and they had an easier commute back to their house. (laughs) Yeah, like exactly. Carrying it there. They emptied out their ice chest. Yeah, that's... It's. I, I gotta say that, that is a fascinating solution to this problem. However, yeah, yeah. There's like not, maybe they're not ready for parenthood, but the, the the baby's throwing up, seems to be choking. Let's get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> don't touch it. Yeah, it might don't. be contagious. They don't react well to crisis. That's a movie. They thought it was Ebola. Yeah. Now the baby's gone after you bothered to name her Zoe. Your baby does a Jimi Hendrix. Now you got to go home and turn on the Netflix. Jimi Hendrix, uh, famous to. Uh, 
obviously famed guitar player for the 60s. He died of vomit. Rare case of... Uh, he died of choking on vomit. He did not <laughs> die of vomit. <laughs> well, you know, it's a... It's a it's it's a rare it's a rare cause of death. You know, mostly musicians are, are die that way. Yes. Quick search gave me Jimi Hendrix, John Bonham, Bon Scott, who from ACDC, Tommy Dorsey. Ah, <laughs> uh. <laughs> you know, Tommy Dorsey died of vomit. Yes. Like who knew? Other, yeah, I didn't either. Tommy Dorsey, uh, famed composer, jazz composer, trombone player. Yes. And. Uh, choker of uh, vomit. I gotta tell you, this is such an informative show. In court, a, repo- a federal judge ruled that an NYPD cop is such a liar yes. that any testimony he could offer could not be considered credible. I gotta tell you, this is Officer, such an informative uh, show. Louise Rios has lied to his fellow officers internal affairs, but the last straw was when Rios was caught lying to the presiding judge during a drug case against an armed suspect. Yes. Uh, that's when he was caught. The Honorable Judge Paul Engel- Engelmeyer stated that the court is therefore left with no confidence that any part... Well, usually I do this in Southern. Yeah. The court is therefore left with no confidence that any part of Officer Rio's testimony can be assumed as true. That sounds like such a New York accent. It doesn't sound right at all. No, no. <laughs> yes. The defendant accused drug trafficker Christian Gonzalez... He had to be uh, tickled pink. Yes. Because Rios was the cop who found all that cocaine. Well, now we're not even sure if Rios is his real name. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's like... Uh, it's, it's, it's That's like, got to hurt. The, when, you are, when you are a witness and the judge in court declares that you're a big fat liar. Exactly. They throw out the coke. That's how big of a liar... There's, you're in court. There's a cop and a drug dealer and the judge goes... Yeah, I believe him. Yeah. Yeah, the drug dealer. But you're. But what about these 16 bags of cocaine? I found them during a strip search. What, do you want me to just take your word for it? <laughs> <laughs> what evidence do you have that you found cocaine? Well, if the drug dealer would confirm that, <laughs> we could charge the drug dealer. Did you have cocaine? No, no, I have no cocaine. Okay, see, who am I supposed to believe? No? Six of one, people. Six of but one. But I have the cocaine, Your Honor. It's here. I, it's, look, it's, it, it still smells like the defendant's balls. <laughs> oh, sure, Rios. That's great evidence. I, uh, I'm sure you didn't just sneak up on Mr. Gonzalez while he and was sleeping. And rubbed this on his scrotum. Clearly, you did. You rubbed 16 baggies against his ball sack. Filled him ball sack smelling baggies with cocaine. Yes. Try to pass that off as evidence against him. <laughs> you think you could pull that in my courtroom? That's that's the judge on a bit of a tear. I tell you, this is such an informative. You show. call him uh, Home of the Whopper from now on. You call him Burger King because <laughs> he is a liar. He made up harassment complaints against other cops. The Post reports Rios, a 49th precinct officer, 20 years on the force, has pleaded guilty three times. He's pled guilty to lying. Been docked 25 vacation days for lying. Put on dismissal probation for the lies. Lies, lies, and the whopper topper that put the stopper on the copper. Yeah. As far as I know, still employed, which it's hard to imagine him coming into court now, isn't it? Yeah. Like, what is he going to... Yeah, we can't... uh, Don't arrest anybody. Don't touch any evidence. Don't see anything. Don't do anything. 
But the, the biggest lie of all, he falsely reported that a fellow cop, while drunkenly zipping around on a scooter in the 114th precinct, smashed into him. In the words of the judge, Ariel's tale was vivid and detailed. Uh, he, he said that he hit him so hard he went flying into the air. Now, <laughs> that's how you spin a yarn. Well, he, later Rios submitted he lied about that incident. And then in March, he told the judge that he never said the, sco- the scooter cop was drunk. Uh, and then Gonzalez's lawyers then played a tape of Rios telling internal affairs that the cop smelled like booze. Well, the judge, that's when he had enough. He said, the, the series of answers was incredible. It's... And then he said he can't uh, trust anything he said. So uh, so this was Judge Foghorn Leghorn? Paul. <laughs> the Honorable. That's how gigantic of a liar the judge and the prosecutor said. You know what? We've, we've probably been hard on him on this gun thing, too. You yeah. know what? <laughs> Uh, could have put him away for life. It looks like somebody is getting a second chance, and that somebody is not Officer Rios. No, it's Christian Gonzalez. Yeah, yeah. And so now it's going to be a much smaller penalty. So second chance, Christian. Uh, Don't squander it. <laughs> still do a few years on a, on some kind of state version of the of the weapons uh, charge. Doesn't then he up. will pay for his transgressions <laughs> in rape. <laughs> but here's what I don't understand. If the judge is throwing out the coke, why doesn't he also throw out the gun? Maybe somebody else found that. Perhaps. He, um, he's also been disciplined, this guy, Rios, officer, for falling asleep on duty outside the UN. Uh, nothing important. Well, that is boring. <laughs> have you ever so, been to the UN? No. I have uh, never been. A bunch of foreigners walking around yap, yap, yapping. Ah, so it's like New York. Yeah, <laughs> goes to show. Uh, yeah, if we have here, okay. I'll name the quote. You see if you can. You see if you can name who said it. How about that? Okay. This uh, tests you. Test. Uh, all right. Test of quotes. A truth that's told with bad intent beats all the lies you can invent. Well, it rhymed. Yeah. So would make you think Shakespeare, right? No, I'm thinking either Benjamin Franklin or Mark Twain. William Blake. Okay, look at that. I was wrong. William, well, of course. I mean, it's an obscure quote. I never heard of it. Here's another one. If you tell a big enough lie and tell it frequently enough, it will be believed. Teddy Roosevelt. (laughs) Adolf Hitler. Ah, there you go. A politician. (laughs) I was in the right ballpark. Yeah, it wasn't like Ray Kroc. Yeah. Which who could have also said that. Now, how about this one? Clinton lied. Um, a man might forget where he parks or where he lives, but he never forgets oral sex, no matter how bad it is. Oh, my God. That could be Louis Black. <laughs> Barbara Bush. Ah, there you go. <laughs> By the way, the translation of that, she said, let's see, uh, a man might forget where he parks or where he lives, but he never forgets oral sex, no matter how bad it is. Translation, George is still complaining about how bad the last blowjob I gave him was in 1951. The teeth. That's you know what that's I think that's well why. what kills me is that she would even open her friggin mouth about a she doesn't uh, open it <laughs> yeah but on boom and there's the problem that's why George Bush had to stray well yeah that's why he forgets where he lives no but they said that Bush had a why would you remember no one had a mistress for many many years and he cheated on Barbara for many many years so that she would all of a sudden 
talk about another man cheating on their wife is just remarkable to me. I had no idea. He sure. cheated on his own mother? I heard this from <laughs> Officer Rios. That's If there's one lady who it's harder to imagine with a cock in her mouth than Barbara Bush, it's Hillary Clinton. True. I, say. I can't imagine it. I think that... <laughs> I'd rather get I'd rather get blown by matronly pearl wearing Barbara Bush, uh, and I think if we can believe anyone about Bill Clinton, it's the hag he swept out of the White House like a cobweb. Yeah, the topic of oral sex in general might not be your strong suit, as you said. I'm sure. With, I'm sure when there's some curiosity or question about blowjobs, all the girls are thinking, "Wow, if only 90 year old former first lady Barbara, Barbara Bush, Bush weighed in on this." <laughs> Who's more knowledgeable about oral sex than senior citizens? They were around when it was invented. Where's Barbara Walters when we need her? Uh, she I, remembers the first blowjob. I, I went with <laughs> the first. I, yeah, you know. Uh, I, Why do you think she talks like that? I went down a bit of a uh, rabbit hole uh, looking at blowjob things. And uh, believe it or not, in the wild, certain female penguins will exchange sexual favors with strange males for pebbles that they need to build their nests. They're whores, these penguins. Penguin whores. They uh, target single males, otherwise uh, the partner female would beat the intruder up. And on some occasions, the prostitute penguins trick the males. They carry out an elaborate courtship ritual, which usually leads to mating. And then once they get the rocks, they just run off. Deceptive penguin whores of the Antarctic next on New York City. <laughs> now there's a special. <laughs> I also came across a video of a walrus sucking his own dick. Had two and a half million views. Now there's a self-starter. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to, you know what? He was, he was a great American, uh, George Herbert Walker Bush, compared to- In what way? Uh, I don't know. He wore a suit. Uh, <laughs> a true Bronx Hulk, six foot nine rapist, pleaded guilty to raping a waitress in her Washington Heights apartment. 24-year-old uh, Jean Rodriguez will spend 17 years to life in prison for raping the 20-year-old victim after pushing his way in and using scissors to subdue her. And I know what you're wondering, Hank. What was she wearing? And that is not, <laughs> that's not I know it's wrong of me. It is not appropriate. But you still have to ask. We also have... Uh, I would have liked to have seen that lineup, though. Yeah. He's six foot nine. That's what did the they go to? Pick up like four other Knicks players? You know what? I don't know. <laughs> you know, can I call him in? Call in Matumbo. I mean, he's six foot nine. What? Four guys were standing on like apple boxes. Uh -huh. And then you got the one guy. Which one you think it was, Liddy? I think it was the one who was really standing that tall. That, yeah, the one uh, right there holding the scissors. Yeah, we talked yeah, about like apple time. boxes. He actually had a, uh, he wrote a, a, an apology letter. And he's a functional illiterate, which uh, we all got a kick out of. And I have the letter here. This is his letter of apology to his victim. He says, uh, "I'm and, and I'm, you know, all just to leave in the, you know, whatever mistakes. I'm very sorry for what happened. I don't know on my mind if I had it a strong heart, this would never have happened. That is it's damn nice. It, my life suck." And I am stuck on drugs. I'm not a bad person. <laughs> I am very kind and good person. <laughs> I try to read the Bible time to time. I behave and respect other. That is damn nice. Uh, by the way, she, uh, during the rape, cried and begged him to stop, telling him she was a virgin as he raped her. <laughs> <Or paper date. laughs> 
<laughs> just trying to help a lady. I out. read the Bible from time to time. Yes. He, he, is, uh, is there a command? Why isn't there a commandment against rape? But where would it be? I guess it would be under adultery, right? Yeah. Well, not necessarily. Not all rape would have adulterism in it. I guess if it's if 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 you can consider- you would think it would fit under the do unto others as others would do unto you, which is category. Uh, so, uh, don't rape other people if you don't expect to be raped yourself. Well, yeah, and but, if you do get but then, raped, but nobody would want because uh, you know you can't get you know if you get raped against your will. Then it's, well, uh, Pat, that's what it is by definition. But every rape is against your will. But that's what I'm saying. You can't, it can't, you can't golden rule that. You know what I mean? You can't do. You can't have it done unto you if it's against your will. It's a real mind bender. Oh, there you go. Well, I think it might have been. We in could the... have this theological discussion all day long. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. I think it's in Exodus. I think it might be yeah. one of those one of those Exodus things. Sure, it's Exodus. In their... It's about pulling out. Ex- <laughs> Exodus. They forbade gay sex and rape. In there the, you go. You know, and that's, it was a package deal. And that's how the uh, that's how they're still living in Williamsburg. I got to tell you, this is such an informative show. Yeah. Well, I, he also said, "I never wanted to hurt you." Don't rape other people if you don't expect to be raped yourself. Uh, in dead end, the devil dragged me down. Forgive me, and please live your dream and be the happiest women on earth. He told her to live her dream. Uh, mm-hmm. He's definitely wow. on the uh, on the spectrum of some sort now. Uh, True, but I, I mean, I think that you're you're being a little harsh on him. Maybe. After all, he's a self-confessed nice guy. Uh, you know, don't rape other people if you don't expect that. I uh, have a story from the Bronx. Well, not from the Bronx. It's actually from from well, way out in Queens. A spurned lover gunned down his ex-girlfriend early Tuesday and then boasted in text messages to her loved ones that he was the Grim Reaper before cops killed him in a wild shootout. That's what he, uh, that's what he said. He, he, he taunted family members saying, I'm the Grim Reaper. Actually, the first text he said was, I'm the from resale. They were like, what? Uh, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> he says, uh, yeah, and his name's Dalton Branch. He twice shot his, uh, uh, twice called his victim's uh, elderly aunt after gunning down Patsy Mohammed outside the casino at Aqueduct Racetrack in Queens around 2 a.m. Dalton Branch. Dalton. Doesn't it sound like he really should have gotten into some sort of trouble at a prep school? Yeah. <laughs> it does, actually. Did Dalton Branch shoot his girlfriend here? Yes. Why, yes, he did. Yes, he did, and, and he, he's going to be suspended for it if he's not careful. He's gonna he's gonna miss classes. Strike number one, young man. You're going to you're gonna lose your scholarship on the rowing team. <laughs> That's what By would the way, be known as a, a colorful note. A, a, what, a colorful what? Colorful note. A colorful note. Yes. Cops use cell tower information to trace him to an East New York parking lot. That's where uh, he opened fire. That is damn nice. Of it they is. killed him in a furious exchange of gunfire that left him with 15 bullet wounds. Come on, Black Lives Matter. Yes. What are you doing? Couldn't you just uh, tase him? Did you have to do... Couldn't you disarm him? Couldn't you go in with baby oil? What do you do? Why'd you have to... You didn't have to shoot him like that. Obviously, these cops did not get the baby oil memo yet. I guess they, they had them chewed on their mints. Yeah. And they're, and they're angry. angry. Well, and, by the way, murder's up in Manhattan, I think. 
I'm glad to hear it. This time in 2000, yeah, too many people. 2014, there were 11 murders in Manhattan. In 2015, 16 in the skyscraper borough. A five murder swing. Well, what could it mean? Well, if you're the New York Post, it means you're 45% more likely to be murdered. Yes. In Bill de Blasio's Manhattan. And if you have the New York Post, it is it is all Mayor de Blasio's fault. Well, I don't know. I mean, Apparently, he loaded the guns and handed them out at City Hall. Well, yeah, he did. 45% more likely. It sounds bad, and I guess it's technically true, but it's a statistically... Uh, irrelevant rise when you have five murders yeah for people and it's uh but it's still an uptick and uh yeah, i guess whatever you know it's a it's not good it's i could easily kill <laughs> five people in a week how you like that pussy now <laughs> that's what would be known as a colorful note in violent brooklyn twin brothers shot one dead the other in serious condition the shooting apparently drug-related uh, also, in another story, a crack team of five attackers attacked a Bronx man, bashing him with a bat and knifing him with a knife. The beatdown captured on surveillance video. 25-year-old victim in stable condition. It didn't look that bad to me. Well. I mean, it's not good to be hit with, you know, no. knifed and batted, but he's like, he's up. He's walking. If I were to hop on the on the queue now and hop off at Decab Avenue, transfer to the B-52 bus... Ridgewood bound via gates, I would wake up in a cold sweat from the nightmare of having ventured deep into violent Brooklyn. Bedlam Crivescent, one of several capitals of chaos, with the stabbing and the shooting, you see. Don't rape other people if you don't expect to be raped yourself. Well, yeah. With the and stabbing and the shooting. Pat, that's what it is by definition. But Every rape is against Bedlam your Crivescent. Will. With the stabbing. Oh, there you go. That's where a sleeping man is dead after being hacked in a sleep, according to law enforcement. Don't you think he woke up at one point? (laughs) I don't know. I would think. You can't be that sound. Sunday afternoon naps. Just slept through it. 54-year-old Russell Holdip. You see? Asleep. Yeah, it's one of those good riddance names, isn't it? No, yeah. Yeah, fuck Russell Holdip. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sure he's a nice guy, or was. But his girlfriend's daughter... With the stabbing uh, and stabbing, around Sunday see? afternoon, around 145. And she caught the knifey bug and uh, stabbed him to With death. With the stabbing yeah, and stabbing, he, he, you see? It sounds like he had a, like a fucking uh, daughter, a girlfriend's daughter. With the just stabbing like and... Uh, trouble there. <laughs> yes. Uh, she was mad because of the, the, the soda. Her, the, her sister wouldn't give her a soda. Yes. With the stabbing, you see? It's a problem. What the hell is it? It had to be a Dr. Brown's cream soda or something. You know, something good. It better have been the best soda ever in the world. I bet you after she got done killing him, I, I bet you when she stabbed him, that the, the other one ran out and was like, all right, fine. Yeah, fucking drink it, you weirdo. <laughs> with the stabbing okay. and stabbing, Maybe she ran out see? with the soda. Oh, now he did. How do you separate the men from the boys and Horace Mann? Why, those are just rumors. <laughs> those are just rumors. I have the wrong voice. I say, I say. <laughs> if it's true, you know, I suppose you'd call the maintenance man, have him come around with a crowbar. Uh, <laughs> Horace Mann, prestigious prep school where the elite go to get molested. The powers at Horace Mann have been ignoring reports of sexual abuse since 1962. When did you first hear about this? 
about Horace Mann or the abuse? Horace Mann's abuse, yeah. A couple of years ago. 2012. That's when the New York Times Magazine story broke the scandal. Yes. Uh, for the relative, that was for the few of us who hadn't already been molested. Right. <laughs> Between 1962 and 1996, many reports of sexual abuse were made by students. And the fiercely independent administrators of Horace Mann, they never saw fit to burden law enforcement with this. Uh, with this uh, trifle. They know that law enforcement is overworked. All they're going to do is come in and start asking questions. Right. And maybe find uh, a perpetrator. And then what? And then what? You know, they're going to punish him and yeah. prosecute. It's going to be a big mess. Well, And, 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 and there's no evidence that the, the, not only did they not make it public, but the school never even shared any of the information with the parents, the reports, uh, the prescribed, uh, the presumed uh, victims. They never, they never told their folks. But you can understand why. I mean, it costs 43000 a year to go there. And they're going to be pissed. They're going to be mad. And we don't want to do that. Yeah, exactly. Thank uh, God my parents were never able to afford to send me to Harvest <laughs> He says, uh, how you like that pussy now? <laughs> <laughs> Two shows Saturday, ladies and gentlemen. Try the crab cake. Second show gets a little blue. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, he did. The... Uh, like my balls. Seriously. It's, it's, he's got to get laid. How you like that pussy. It's reported that the abusers were generally allowed to stay on for years, sometimes even decades after the first incident was reported. It's uh, the sexual abuse of Horace Mann students has now come into better focus. This is thanks to a group of alumni called the Horace Mann Action Coalition. Unhappy with the settlements being offered to some of the victims, the coalition decided, oh, well, now he did, uh, to commission a, a probe. <laughs> I'm you would sorry. think they would have had enough of that. Sorry, trigger warning. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's too late for that. Well, past their, past their youth, beneath uh, the guiding hand of our noble Horace Man. That investigation was led by former judge and sex crime prosecutor Leslie Crocker Snyder, and she found over 64 students were sexually abused. You see, more than twice the number the cops came up with. By uh, 22 different administrators. I mean, they average three students, or not administrators, but you know, perpetrators. And they, they, that's three per. Though. That's not. That's that's you know. That's well, a I got to Well, no, but. Oh no, he did. When you're in a public school, mm. it's usually 35 students per authority figure. Oh. Here, you got. It was only three students per. That's why they pay the. You big got bucks. personal attention. Yes. Yeah. Very, very personal attention. You can't put a price on that. No, you cannot. Or, or can you? Because they well, it's forty three thousand a year. They settled, yeah, and then some of these things out of court. They, they, it was a few million, but the, some of these settlements were as low as twenty grand. So, and, and the most egregious, uh, you know, stories they got the the more money, you know, and so like you know, it's like it's sort of like a weird kind of like prostitution pricing thing, you know, like how much to if you got ass raped. You know what I mean? Well, I got to tell you, at that point, that's what would be known as a colorful note. It shouldn't come as any surprise. I mean, the name of the school is Whore Ass Man. Oh, no, he did. (laughs) You know what? You rest your case. Yeah. The probe also found students were sometimes molested by more than one staffer. Well, welcome to the honor roll, kid. (laughs) One student said, I was warned to avoid stand cops. The burly, bearded history teacher known widely as the bear. You see, weren't there any adults? 
widely known as the bear. Widely known is, I got to say, something of an indictment here. Yeah, the bear. Because how could anything be widely known in a school that, say, the principal or the school administrators would not hear of this? Yeah, and they they knew, and and they would just, uh, they just like, well, you know, so what? (laughs) It's, uh, it's it's gotten hard. I got now a lot of their uh, what do you call it? The board members have left. Billions of dollars walked away, and uh, and so now they're trying to figure. Out, and, and they wanted to give them money too, but they just they were taking a hard line. The, the guy who kind of took over and said, well, "We don't want to pay him a lot of money." So you know, guess we'll wind up on a, a damn child molester story here. That's something else. Horse man, whore ass man. Hank, I tell you, we played cards the other night. And I, I couldn't get a hand to save my fucking life. No, you couldn't. I've accumulated personal debt in an excessive amount. I need more people paying for this podcast, is the truth of it. Well. I need, I need, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't gamble it away, either. That's the thing. That's for that's other money. But, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, come see me at a comedy show if you live in New York City. I love, uh, I love it when you do that. And here's another big thing. I would love it if you would... Uh, if 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 you would uh, buy a T-shirt, you know there, there are twenty five big ones. All I got to do is go to the website, crimereport.nyc, and I did a little work on it. Let, let me know what you think. Appreciate listening. If you don't mind, a nice review on Stitcher, a nice review on iTunes. These things go so far. Really appreciated. And uh, you know what? You're doing something for your country, and uh, wherever you live. <laughs> yes. This. If you buy into this podcast, you will keep Pat off of the federal dole. You know who's going to love this particular podcast? The Estonians and the Lithuanians, because I have... They will go crazy for this. I have reinforced their stereotypes of Latvians as six-toed horse heads. Well, you have certainly, certainly given them the kind of press they don't get every day. I've done so much... To uh, and to advance the cause of, uh, of of teasing Latvians. Now, Hank, uh, where can we find you? You know, besides the uh, the poker game on Mondays, uh, are you are you writing anything these days? Are you producing any TV shows? He's a former producer of the, of the Daily Show. Pat, I can't get arrested these yeah. days. <laughs> You're too busy. Which is, I gotta say, um, ironic considering we're doing the New York City Crime Report. Say, Hank, you know what? I I look at you and I go, that's the guy I want to be. You know, there's a guy who could could get arrested when, I, when I'm like a hundred or whatever. Yes, <laughs> and uh, I hope you. I'm not quite a hundred, but I am looking down the barrel of. Uh, you live in New York City, inching closer and close, closer day by day. You're in the to uh, make my Medicare card. Oh well, you you, you live in uh, what, what's the neighborhood? Upper East Side? No, Murray Hill. Mur- you live in Murray Hill. Uh, you drink a, what, champagne? Champagne cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> Playing high in the Sierra Madres. Yeah. Uh, no mancha in Murray Hill. No manja. No manja. In Ma- uh, no manja in Miami going Jaime Roth. Yes. All right. I <laughs> you got to work on my accent. I only got that one that I do. Yeah. Uh, these. <laughs> I do too much of it. The Brooklyn judge from this from Mississippi. That's right. Yeah, the deep southern judge. I appreciate you being here, Hank. Thanks for doing it. Thanks for having me, Pat. Right, come back again soon. Nobody's listening. That's the main thing. I believe is what it is. We're coming up on 200 episodes. What are we going to do? I don't know. Probably nothing. Probably just another damn show. So I hope you're enjoying it. Thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report. Oh, oh, dear.
Is it over? That's it? Perfect, yeah. Don't rape other people if you don't expect to be raped yourself.